0: Welcome to the Littler CPRA podcast, helping you better understand the impact of the California Privacy Rights Act on employers. Welcome everybody to our podcast series focused on the California Privacy Rights Act or CPRA. My name is Philip Gordon. I'm a shareholder in Littler's Denver office and I co-chair the firm's privacy and background checks practice group. I'm joined today by my fellow shareholders, Zoe Argento, also from Littler's Denver office, and Kwabana Apentang from our Chicago office. Our next topic is enforcement. Some of you might be wondering, what's the enforcement framework? What is the enforcement risk? So let's start with the framework. California now will have a regulatory agency called the Privacy Protection Agency. That is the first administrative agency in the country dedicated exclusively to enforcing a privacy law. The only job that this agency is going to have will be enforcing the CPRA. But significantly when it comes time for seeking penalties for violations, the California Attorney General's Office, as well as the Privacy Protection Agency will have enforcement authority. It's possible that the penalties could be significant. The CPRA allows the imposition of penalties equaling $2,500 per violation for non-intentional violations, and then that number is troubled for intentional violations. We don't know yet how a violation will be defined, but for example, with a security breach, if each day that deficient security was in effect or each person whose information is compromised is a separate violation, the potential penalties can be significant. Uh, There will be kind of a good faith defense for employers and other organizations, and it will be important to document the steps taken to support that kind of defense. Fortunately, the CPRA provides for a six-month safe harbor period so that organizations will have time to adjust their compliance programs after the January 1, 2023 effective date of the statute and the way the safe harbor works for the CPRA, uh, any violation occurring before the end of the safe harbor period would not be the subject of an enforcement action. So that's good news. Uh, The CPRA also creates an office called the Chief Privacy Auditor and that means that now we have an an adjunct to an administrative agency out there doing compliance audits. This is a pretty unique development Uh, in other regimes. The regulators are either waiting to get the report of a security breach or receive a complaint from an individual as opposed to regularly being out there and proactively conducting audits. So this is potentially a game changer. So Phil, what do you see as the risk of administrative enforcement under the CPRA for employers? Well, I I think the risk is going to be relatively significant. Uh, You now have this one agency that the whole reason for being is to implement and enforce this privacy law, the CPRA. And then you couple that with this um, chief privacy auditor's position. And that, that means there's going to be some fairly robust enforcement Likely the enforcement, at least initially, will focus on big tech um, as so much enforcement in this space does. But I think employers are potentially at risk of being the target of an enforcement action. Fortunately, for the most part, employers don't have to worry about private lawsuits. There is the one private right of action we've touched on in earlier slides that if there is a security breach, the victims of the breach can recover statutory damages of up to $750 on an individual or class-wide basis. So Phil, is there a risk that employers will be targeted by by class action lawyers? Or more specifically, is there a significant risk of, of that type of lawsuit? So definitely a risk. When the CCPA went into effect, and you might recall the CCPA has the same private right of action, I personally predicted a flood of security breach class action litigation against employers. And to be frank, I was wrong. That flood really didn't materialize after January 1, 2020. We've we've seen some uh, litigation in the area, but not a lot. So I'm hesitant to say substantial risk, but I do still think that this statutory damages provision creates a real incentive in a larger breach involving the data of current employees, maybe past former employees, as well as dependents and spouses where the breach can involve thousands of people that, that employers do need to worry about being sucked into a class action lawsuit. And one final point I do want to mention, this is not necessarily strictly um, enforcement, but regulatory framework. There will be uh, regulations coming. We won't see them likely until July 1, 2022, which is the deadline for the California Privacy Protection Agency to publish those regulations. But that's going to be an important development to watch for. That concludes today's episode. Please join us again on our next podcast in this series as we continue to discuss the CPRA. Thanks for listening. The purpose of this program is to provide helpful information for employers addressing the latest developments in labor and employment relations. It is not a substitute for experienced legal counsel and does not provide legal advice or attempt to address the numerous factual issues that arise in any employment-related issue. To discover other Labor and Employment podcast series from Littler, the largest global employment and labor law practice, visit littler.com slash podcasts.